Is this Baranzo? Hello? Hey, man, it's Tony Visico. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, hold on. I got weird things going on here. All right. That was a... Uh, that was a that was a that was a, one of our best intros ever, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, live, live. Uh, uh, unless you listen later, then it's not live. Then it's uh, downloaded. Uh, we have from Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, uh, and he's there tonight for two shows, Saturday for two shows, Sunday for one show. We have uh, Maranzo Vance. Maranzo, how are you? Am I standing? Okay, man, how are you doing? What? what? Maranzio. Maranzio. See, this yeah. is this is. A, I, I have an issue. First off, I need a glass of water. Someone go and give me a glass of water. Uh, I, I get Tony a glass of water. Yeah, yeah. We uh, yeah. Could you bring me a glass? Uh, Maranzio. Uh, I have this problem. So I have a weird last name, Visick, and it's spelt weird, V-I-C-I-C-H. And people have mispronounced it my entire life, and I've, I've gotten used to that. When I mispronounce someone's name, sometime for the first time, I or if I write it down wrong, I will mispronounce it that way forever, and it's horrible. And I was, I was on the way here today. I'm talking to Shirley, the producer, and I'm going, say it to me. I don't want to screw up the guy's name. That's not right. He deserves that respect. And what do I do? I screw. And I even flipped it because I go, the problem is usually it's someone's last name that is difficult and their first name. So they even flipped it for me. They said, it's Vance Mer- Yes. Maranzio. Maranzio. And I go, I can do that. Vance Maranzio. Vance Maranzio. So, 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 Tony, is my name forever doomed now in your, in, in your eyes? Can I, call I, you, I, can I call you Ray? Uh, I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Ray? Yeah, that's, see, that's, that would be the problem. What if Ray signifies something else? I got gotcha. you. How you doing, man? Everything good? I'm good, man. I'm having a good time. And, uh, I'm in Phoenix uh, where, you know, it's hot and there's a lot of desert and you know. Where are you out of? Where do you uh, where do you reside? I live in Los Angeles. You live in Los Angeles. So you're gonna you're used yeah. to the the hot thing going on. Um, well, yeah, you know, in LA, you know, we have you know the weather man wakes up every morning and says, you know, 45% chance of fire, and um, that's our weather. There was a lot of weirdness, man. I mean, I lived in LA for a long time. I had I had one of those uh, types of fires. You guys just experienced burn right up to my doorstep uh, back uh, a long time ago now, back in 2003. But were, do, were you affected at all by this? That, that was the largest fire. And they say in modern, sometimes I think they just look for ways to make shit up because they're saying modern California history. And I don't know what that means. But were you affected by it at all? Uh, yeah, well, not imme- like nothing was burned down, but my neighborhood was engulfed in like smoke and ash. Like It was just snowing ash in my neighborhood the air quality is the air quality is always terrible but the fires have made it completely worse than what it already was yeah so if you like breathing you you shouldn't come to la because it's not good yet the weird thing is one of the number one recreational activities is hiking so um yeah it is I'll go. I'll go back to LA and I'll visit. I'm back there about once a month. People go. Do you want to go hiking? I go. You can't breathe here, and you want. It's good for you. I go. No, this is actually the opposite here. This is you're, you're killing yourselves. Yeah, well, you are. You actually and put your life in danger by going to hike, and that's what the fires are. What part of uh, what part of uh, town do you reside in? If you don't mind us asking. I live in Van Nuys until I until my career takes off. There you go. There you go, Van Nuys. Listen, I, um, I I got one up on you at one. I don't I don't mean it that way, but at one time in my life, I lived in uh, Panorama City. 
So, um, look at you. Yeah, I was Tony's, in. The, Tony's showing off today, folks. I, I lived in the PC. I used to. I used to shop at the uh, Panorama Mall. And, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, and uh, I used to work out at the 24-Hour Fitness uh, right there in uh, Panorama City. I was um, uh, my house got shot up by gang members. Look uh, at you! Look but at your stories. They were Asian gang members, and they were what you do. They were I didn't do anything. They were trying to kill the guy next to me, and uh, in, in the uh, condo next to me. Identity. They were underage, and uh, um, uh, their moms had to drive them to the shooting. So it was very LA. So uh, wow. <laughs> Very Grand Torino. 15-year-old, <laughs> 15, yes, 15-year-old Asian gang members hop the, you know, <laughs> go into the, because it was like condos, you know, where you got like an alley between the condo. Yeah. And they came in, ran right back in the alley, shot the guys, was shooting the guy's house up. Bullets went through our garage, into our kitchen, into one, like our little cabinets. So, uh, yeah, Panorama City. So, uh, so you, but you're in Van Nuys. There's good parts of Van Nuys, and uh, um, there's a street in Van Nuys that's good. So, uh. <laughs> well, Tony, you do realize that Van Nuys uh, used to be the porn capital of the world. I uh, um, uh, I heard I heard tell such tales uh, occasionally. Yep, yep. If you take a black light and run it over the city, you can see where they used to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard that business is kind of moving out of Los Angeles because they uh, they passed a lot of. Um, uh, laws, so I hear that it's not the um, a Van Nuys. So Chat, it's Chatworth. Chatsworth is now the new porn capital, which is weird because Chatsworth is like a nice upscale area. But apparently, um, <laughs> you know, well, well, also wonder, where Tony used to live. Also where I used to live. Yes. <laughs> I, Tony, I, Tony, were you Tony? Were you on the run from somebody? You kind of moved around a lot. Yeah, I did move around a lot. Yeah. I used to live at the top of Topanga. That's where I almost got burnt out. You know where Topanga runs all the way up into the hill there. Yeah. I yeah. I used to live. I, I that was the last place I lived in Los Angeles before I uh, uh, moved out to the edge of the desert out here. So so yeah. Where so, are you right now? Where Where are you right now? Uh, well, the, the studios in Scottsdale. I live in an undisclosed location now. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Chatsworth <laughs> and Van Nuys if you put them together. <laughs> Tony, I think you're in some type of witness protection program. That you about. <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a hashtag Me Too protection program. Right? <laughs> we do the podcast and You're the Henry Hill of radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Henry. <laughs> hey, um, uh, can I I want to can I ask you some tough questions? Um. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of, as uh, I think most comics are, and most people who've ever heard him. I'm a big fan of Dave Chappelle. It's like, um, you know, he's like, he's like, if, if you're if you're like in a boat and you're at the top of the world, you go, we're stuck in ice. Chappelle is like the icebreaker ship that man breaks through the ice. You go, here's the way, here's the way. So um, he, he's released a bunch of specials, and then um, uh, normally people who would be um, uh, worshipping at his feet are kind of attacking him right now. I don't know if you've seen the specials or read any of the I've reviews. Watched, oh, let me just give you my take on it yeah. right now. I, I saw all four specials. Um, I thought the ones he did earlier this year, I mean earlier last year in February, were incredible. And I was like, okay, I, I appreciate this. This is good comedy. Anytime I see Chappelle perform as a, just as a comic, he makes me want to throw away every joke I've ever written. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not, I'm, there's something I'm not doing because this guy makes it look just effortlessly. Like he's just, it's just, it's just a smooth transition. He's a great storyteller. He's smart. He's articulate. And 
this last special that he did, not the one at the comedy store, but the one he did in D.C., mm-hmm. Tony, I thought this dude is like, to me, to me, this guy is like Richard Pryor on steroids. Yeah. It was smart. It was poignant. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was challenging. Uh, it was, it was vulnerable. Like he came out, he touched on some topics and he's just a great storyteller, man. Like there's nothing about that special I would change. And I, the problem that I have with comedians now, you can't police a, a comic should not police another comedian. We cannot do that to our institution. We cannot do that to our community because we're the last group of people that can say what we feel and not really suffer the consequences of saying how we feel because of the because our art form allows us to do. And when we start basically saying, "Hey, I don't I don't agree with that as a comic," then you make it okay for other people on the outside of the comedy community to say. Yeah, I don't like that either, and I have backup from other comics who don't like that either. So we don't think you should talk about these things on stage, and that's not fair. Amen. Yeah, I yeah I I, I agree one hundred percent. You know, for me personally as a comic, and I I still I still perform occasionally, and I mean I I toured for a long time. I mean it, you know that's how I was able to uh, buy a nice house in Panorama City, uh, and also you know a nice house in Chatsworth at one time. But I mean you know I I supported a family telling jokes, which is. That's what, you know, you can be mad at America, love America, you know, like uh, Obama, hate Trump, you know, uh, hate Obama, love Trump. You know, we live in a country where you can think things in your head and write them down on paper and remember them and then say them in a microphone and they'll give you enough money to buy a house. You know, big house, little house, I don't know, you know, so that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, I always had like a, for me, I always had, I tried to have a, I realized that I didn't really know as much as I thought, and I always tell people, I go, you think you know stuff? Go uh, talk to a five-year-old, and if about three questions in from a five-year-old, you find yourself telling the five-year-old, shut up, you don't know anything. Um, right. You know, so there are people think they're experts on, well, you know, I, I, let me tell you about women. I go, well, you don't know anything about women, you know, or let me tell you what I think about the government. Well, you don't know anything about the government. You know, um, I, the only person I'm an expert on is me and my experiences. You know, um, uh, and I always tried. I always tried to uh, punch up. You know, and there's times I've done. Yeah. Jo- I've, there's times I've done jokes. I've gotten like a huge laugh, and the next day I go, "Fuck! I wish I wouldn't have told that joke." You know, that was. You like, know what's crazy, man? The thing about comedy, they always say it's like fifty first dates. Like you, regardless of how good you were yesterday, you still got to go out and prove yourself again the next day, and you, 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 that's what you're gonna do for the rest of your life until you reach a plateau where people are just going to buy into whatever you say and whatever you do. And it's weird because Chappelle has always been that person who's been able to get away with saying things that most people can't say because of his delivery, because of his character of who he is, because you take it serious, but the way he delivers it is so silly that you like, it it comes across not as harmful. He's able, he does that classical sneak the medicine in the applesauce. (laughs) <laughs> and you like, oh my God, I feel better now, or I get it now, or whatever. But yeah. the, the world has become so, I don't want to say over, overly PC, but people are way more sensitive now because they just, you just want to have a, you just want to be heard, you just want to, you just want someone to pay attention to you. And if that's the case, just run out in the street naked. Someone will say something. <laughs> just, Believe me, I, I know. I, <laughs> no, have, you, have, you done, have you done that recently? Not recently. Not recently. Okay. <laughs> 
well, you're in the desert, so no one, no one, no one, no one will see you. It's, I'm at that age now. Like I'm in my sixties. There's stuff where you go, you know, what difference would it make if I did this now or did that now? And I go, oh, you're just an old crazy guy. You could just like, oh, if you if you walked out of your house right now and just like walked out naked down the street to a store, ordered some food, and went home, they'd be like, oh, he. He must have saw Breaking Bad or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just say, oh, that's just Tony. Don't worry about him. That's just, that's just Tony doing Tony stuff. Yeah. If, if I went out totally naked, they would arrest me. If I went out wearing a hat, they would just bring me back home. And one sock. Yeah, yeah one, what, and one sock. Up. Yeah. Tony, if you walk out the house today naked, if you just feel compelled to just get yourself a, a, a trending topic on Twitter, uh, make sure you put a hat on and wear a watch because you want to be you want to you want to be taken seriously. When you walk down the street and See, wear a watch. That is. Now, if you put a if you put a fanny pack on, I'm really going to disown this whole conversation. Yeah, then then it's creepy street. again. That's it. I mean, that's figured out. That's figured out comedy, isn't it? I mean, that's what Chappelle does. So if I walk out of my house just totally naked, okay, then that's creepy, okay. But if I go out wearing like a baseball cap, uh, you know, where it's like shoved on the back of my head, wearing one red sock. Then it's like silly. Or art. Yeah, or art. But if I go out where it's art. Yeah, if I go out wearing a fanny pack, then it's creepy again. So it's just figuring out what it is where people It's a nice it's a happy medium. The fanny pack suggests that you you know, you plan on being out a long time. Charger and the camera, like you, Sunscreen. people don't think, oh, this is gonna be an all day thing. If you do it for probably like fifteen to twenty minutes, they'd be like, That's that's just Tony. Plus you got some <laughs> Some dress shoes on. He's naked. He got a yeah. Watch, a wing tips. Wing tips. Yeah, wing tips. <laughs> wing tips. You could probably go somewhere and sit down and eat if you put on some dress shoes. Yeah, dress shoes. Argyle socks. Yeah. Let me know how that goes. Can, can you have one of your? Can you have one of your in-house producers send me a picture? No, we go out naked today. Wait, I'm not gonna look are you going to CK to it? <laughs> We're trying to turn. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not a CKer. I don't really got CK it. that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. <laughs> yeah, I have you know, yeah. the CK. You know, I I, I just want to say on Louis, man. Um, uh, Louis was was there neck and neck with Chappelle, neck and neck. And Tony, let me say let me say this. I know people gonna. I, I know people will take offense to it. I know there's a lot of you know sexual harassment and the Me Too's and the hashtags and you know all the stuff that's been taking place. Just not just in in the entertainment business, but just throughout the entire history of the world. Louis C.K.'s situation is an anomaly to me because if you re- if you really think about it, he didn't assault anybody because everybody he ma- he masturbated in front of, he asked. He was like, "Do you mind? I'm going to do this. You don't have to look, but it's going to happen." He didn't touch anybody. He didn't lock the. He didn't met lawyer and lock the door and say, "You're going to watch this." He just like, and, and, and women are like, "What are you doing? Uh, you know, this is what I do. Well, I'm gonna leave. You could have left." You can left the room. You know, I, as a young guy, you know, I'm, I'm like clean and sober, like, I don't know, 30 some odd years. Uh, but even after I got clean and sober, I remember being at parties. They go, what are you guys going to do? They go, oh, we're all going to do coke. And I go, okay, I'm going to leave. Right. <laughs> or they go, right. we're all going to smoke pot. I go, I'm going to I'm gonna leave. Okay. Right. Yeah. Or, or someone goes, I go, uh, or there'd be a couple starting to make out on the couch. And you saw where it was going. I go. All right, I'm gonna leave. So at certain points, you get smart and you say, you know what? This is not my scene. I don't want to be affiliated with this. I don't want this to come back to bite me in the ass. Let me leave this scene right now. Yeah, or even I remember being in, in Hollywood when I was a young guy, and, and like a party started to get 
really going. I, I remember like a party had really started to be going good, like a party in Hollywood Hills. And it was really headed where, you know, you want a party in Hollywood Hills to go. I remember people going, all right, this isn't for me. And they would split. I also remember people going up, people going, this might not be your kind of party, you know. But yeah. for some reason, these people like, and you know what? In a little more enlightened times, which is only like a couple years ago, somebody would have sat down and said, Louis, this is, you have a psychological problem here, and you need to like seek counseling. Not because you masturbate, okay? Not because you're asking, but what you're doing here, this is, this falls in the realm of, of, of alcoholism. This falls in the realm of drug addiction. This falls in the realm of being a cutter. You know, this falls in the realm of, of, of being uh, uh, an overeater or, or, or an anorexic. This type of behavior right. is that type of behavior. But we've fallen and, out of those times. And you know what's strange about Louis' thing is, and I'm, I'm not, I don't condone it, but his act isn't as malicious as Harvey, as Harvey Weinstein. His act isn't malicious as Kevin Spacey's. And, you know, all these other men who, who did it, it's just, he, he even came out. His apology, I felt, was more genuine, more, more revealing, more I take ownership of what I did than anybody else's. Because Weinstein hasn't apologized. Kevin Spacey's apology was like, I'm sorry. So I got drunk and I just started touching people for like 25 years. You know, can we say this about Kevin Spacey for a moment, though? All right, so here's what's going on in America right now. Here's what goes on in America right now. You're standing around, okay, your chin drops to your chest. Think about this, because this is how it works. You're standing around, your chin drops to your chest. You look at your phone, you see some words. And all of a sudden, your idea of somebody absolutely changes. Absolutely. And it's because your chin, because some, and oftentimes with Kevin Spacey, here's what we have about Kevin Spacey, is that a, an actor, Anthony Rapp, uh, who I never heard of, okay, but then when I read about it, I go, okay, I know who uh, claims that when he was 14 that uh, Kevin Spacey came into a room, picked him up, and put him on a bed and laid on top of him for a minute and then got up. That's what he claims happened, okay? Right. And then after that, several anonymous uh, accusations were made. And based on that, his career and life are destroyed. Yep. So I don't, I can't, you know what? I can't, I can't, I cannot, I cannot change my perception. And my perception of Kevin Spacey had nothing to do with him as a, just watch him on TV, watch him movies and go, this guy's a really good actor. Oh, I like this movie. Oh, what's the bad guy going to do now? Oh, he look, these guys are so sad. It's really neat. That's my total, <laughs> that's my total impression of Kevin Spacey. And that's all he ever wanted. He kept his personal life out of the papers. And you know what's so weird now is like, you have to ask yourself, can you separate the art from the artist? You always have to. Because, you know. You have to. You know, Roy Moore did not lose the election because of uh, uh, sexual malfeasance. He lost the election because 28% of the uh, uh, vote was African-American because Charles Barkley went down there because of what he said about civil rights. There was a large African-American turnout. And I've talked to people my age and they go, well, you cannot hate Roy Moore and love the Rolling Stones. Right. And they go, what, what the fuck are you talking about? I go, 
Because in the 70s, Roy Moore was going out with 16-year-olds. And in the 70s, the Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin were hanging out at the Hyatt House on Sunset. And they were banging they were banging the, the famous baby groupies, Sables, the 15-year-olds. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. You know? And you can't you can't hate Roy Moore and watch Charlie Chaplin movies because Lita Gray Chaplin was fifteen and the only reason he married her when she was fifteen is because if he didn't, her mother was gonna have him thrown in jail. Right. So you can go down the list, you know? You know, look, we all pick our own hypocrisy, but you gotta you gotta I, I love Charlie Chaplin movies and I like the Rolling Stones, I like Led Zeppelin. So you do sometimes you have to separate the art. From the uh, uh, you have to because if you if you went and dug into the past of everybody who's famous who's except you and I who's, <laughs> except you and I until today because you're gonna do something that's gonna mess all this up yeah like with a hand until he takes a stroll yeah yeah about to go outside naked in a baby stroller uh, <laughs> one sock I'm gonna be in the baby stroller one sock in the baby yeah. Tony if you can find somebody to push you down the street butt naked with some hard sole shoes on a hat a watch some shades in a baby stroller. I'll donate two dollars to whatever charity you want me to. Why am I actually thinking about doing this? <laughs> <laughs> it's the heat, man. Get out of the heat. Even if you're indoors, get out of the heat. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's just you. You have to separate. You have to separate it out. I mean. Um, uh, you know, when I was a young guy, Woody Allen was like was like our, our film comedy god. Yeah. You know, here's the thing, man. I don't know if you know about this. I mean, uh, uh, and I don't know if this is what you want to talk about this morning, man. You got, you got these great shows coming up, you know, and if there's something else you want to talk about, uh, uh, I, I'll, I'll go totally off the subject. But uh, there's a film coming out called uh, Call Me By My Name or Call Me By Your Name. Do you know about this film? Yeah, I heard about it. All right. So, uh, and do you know the subject matter of the film? No, I don't, but I, I, I've heard about it. Okay, so the, like fil- the film is being uh, is, is considered already an automatic Oscar contender. I haven't seen the film. Uh, Army Hammer is in the film. Uh, it's it, Every every um, uh, credible critic on the planet, a uh, film critic on the planet right now, is, is, is going on and on about what an incredible film this is. The subject, it takes place in 1983 in Italy. Uh, there is a, uh, a college professor and his wife, and they've taken a summer villa in Italy. And they've taken their 17-year-old son with them. And they've also invited a 24- or 25-year-old graduate student, played by Army Hammer, to spend the sum- summer with them. And a, uh, uh, a romance uh, develops between the 25-year-old uh, male graduate student and the 17-year-old male son. And that's, mm-hmm. that is the subject matter of Call Me By My Name or Call Me By Your Name. Uh, and it's being lauded by every critic. Now, you're talking about someone who, in many states, that would be grounds for an arrest. Roy Moore, who, uh, I didn't like Roy Moore a long time ago. I knew who Roy Moore was a long time ago. And I didn't like him then. He's not my, not my kind of politician. As I, as I heard people going, he's a pedophile, he's a freak, he's a weirdo. I go, you're overplaying this. You're overplaying this. Yeah. How can you like that film where, in many places, this would be considered an illegal relationship? And then hate Roy Moore. You see what I'm saying? It's the hypocrisy of the democracy. People, people are convenient. It, people pick an agenda that they're comfortable with, and they justify it. Yeah. That's just what we I mean, people pick what they want to say. That's wrong, but that's okay. Oh, this is right, but that that's that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? And 
it just is what it is. Like, it's like convenient Christians. Certain things are okay for Christians to do, and certain things aren't okay for Christians to do. It's just whatever, whatever leads to your strength or to your argument at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Human beings, man. Human, I hate people. <laughs> you hate people? I just hate people. Me too, I man. People. I, I hate people. Like, people are the worst. Like, Amen. out of all the people, out of people, people are the worst. Yes, I agree. 100%, <laughs> dude. I'm, I'm happy. Like, I'll, I, I'll save a dog before I save a human being. I don't care about a human being. I I'll save a dog. parrot before I save a person. Because you know why? A parrot can fly and talk. <laughs> Eric <laughs> can fly and talk. Until you can do all of that, don't talk to me. But it's, 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 look, if you if you think about it, Tony, humans are the worst. We are. The, 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 the economy is bad because of humans. The environment is bad because of humans. Animals are extinct because of humans. There, there's no animals extinct because another animal ate it to death. <laughs> We, we encroach on their environment. We tear up their neighborhoods. We tear up the water. We tear up the atmosphere. You got a president who don't believe in climate change. It's, 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 it's too much. It's just it's too much. I, I liked it better when no one had TV and we all had the flower fires with rocks in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> much better. Destroy the internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, man. Hey, listen, man. Uh, uh, I want to thank you. You've hung with us for a half hour, and uh, this has been a great talk. This is a great talk. Uh, uh, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me, man. Anytime you want me to call you to check on you, make sure the desert hasn't claimed your life. But we, you know, we're actually we're actually moving further out. We we are we're we're way out. My wife and I are way out. We're actually uh-huh. we're actually now looking. We're we're looking for one of those like where we got like a three hundred sixty degree view of everyone coming of everyone coming that's that i'm actually looking like build a house like out by a mountain behind a cactus listen you know you I got, got a real estate agent he has a great property in chernobyl <laughs> <laughs> listen listen i did the whole thing you know here's how it works okay so you move from where, where did you grow up north carolina charlotte. you grew up in north carolina i know charlotte i used to i used to work at the comedy zone in charlotte yeah uh you start out, you move to Hollywood, you move to Hollywood, okay? You got five... Then moved to New York and came back. Yeah, you got five years in Hollywood. If you become famous, you get to the hill. If not, it's to the valley. Then, then you move out, and then you move further out. So, Absolutely. You end, so, up, in, you end up in Riverside or Ontario or something, in the yeah, Inland Empire. Yeah, so, so I just took it all the way out, man. I'm going to head all the way... I'm gonna head out. I'm gonna head out so deep. I'm gonna have a generator. I'm gonna have a hat with like buttons on it and shit. I'm gonna have a van okay. with bumpers, so, bumper stickers on it. So far out, he can walk around naked and no one will even see him. Yeah, that's right. That's what I want, yeah. man. I want that right. <laughs> and, and and so like, far Tony, out that people might Tony, think it's a mirage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Tony, if you walk around naked and nobody sees it, did you really walk around naked? Excellent <laughs> question, my friend. My old man had a house on a hill in Missouri. Okay, where he could stand, he'd stand on his front porch in his underwear. There was a subdivision down below, and people be down there Saturday, and he'd scream, "Shut the fuck up!" And and I'm not against that. <laughs> and uh, and he was very happy. He was very happy. Marianzo Vance, you. man, we want to thank you for calling in. You were at Rick Bronson's house of comedy. It is at fifty three fifty East. 
Hi, Street. That's the only sound effect we have. We had to put in for Rick and Rick alone. Um, you can get tickets by going to houseofcomedy.net. That's houseofcomedy.net. Uh, or if you uh, hit me up on my own personal Facebook page, Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H, I might be able to hook you up with a couple of passes. Man, thanks for hanging with us. We are going to try to come down and catch you this weekend. Please come down from the mountain. Right. <laughs> We're coming in. We're going to come into town. I might even wear <laughs> hey, a two socks. Down. We have water, and you can get some more aluminum foil to put on your head. So. Can I bring the kid? Can I bring my daughter in? She's got a new gingham dress. <laughs> come on. We'll walk them all. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> that was cool, man. <laughs> Fun time. You know, sometimes with the, uh, like the radio call-ins, uh, with the call-ins can be uh, hard. Right. You know, people go, I don't know what, but uh, uh, he was good. We've interviewed him before. We've uh, we've spoken with him. Good. He's very good, man. And he hates people like me, so I yeah, that's right. You know, he's dang, dang. I hate to be that humble. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. So uh, let's take a little break, and then we'll uh, and then we'll wrap it up. You're listening to this American podcast, Comedy Edition, on Comedy Schools Radio Network. Dad. No weather going panic, 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 panic. Show me the fires.